COVID was a test of America's resolve, and we the people, we failed. Christy Nome, governor of South Dakota, in April of uh, 23, she spoke at the NRA Leadership Conference, and she spoke these words. Listen carefully. This is so powerful. I was shocked at how quickly people gave up their freedoms. Politicians closed churches, so people willingly gave up their freedom of religion. Politicians said you couldn't gather in groups. People willingly gave up their freedom of assembly. Politicians worked with social media companies to stifle dissent, so people willingly gave up their freedom of speech. My friends, we should not so easily relinquish our God-given rights. And today, more than ever, we must stand firm and stand united against the tyranny that's emanating from the very halls of the White House, where in January of 2021, the left cried out insurrection. And they did that as a way to steal the narrative. But soon, when all the facts are revealed, the American people will forever be vigilant, recognizing that the very people who we trusted with our lives, basically, the very government that was charged with our protection was working to undermine us. And the country that we all know and love was being sold down the river by our own politicians. But truth is being revealed every day. But it's coming out in kind of a drip, drip format. And I believe that's done purposely because the entrenched political system, they know that the American people, that they have a, we have a short memory span. So the longer they drag out the truth being revealed, um, people won't have an opportunity to put it all together. And that's why there's people like me out there who decided to spend our time and our money making this kind of information available because the media, they're not doing their job. Uh, we all know that most of the time, Americans don't want to do the hard work that's necessary in order to dig out and find the truth. But me, I love doing this, mainly because I'm a little crazy. But um, I believe that with your help, we can get enough followers, enough subscribers that we can even make a greater impact for positive in our nation. Because what's happening right now, let's face it, it's not being covered. It's not being covered by the news. Um, there's so much junk and so much misinformation out there that it could be frustrating. But again, even that is purposeful. I mean, they do it all on purpose. Because the amount of money being made today by those people who are actually charged with our protection and with our security, it's unbelievable. Politicians are making money hand over fist. And where's the accountability? There really isn't any. I, I mean, when our so-called president um, is proven corrupt, uh, there's been proven bribery, there's been proven collusion, proven money laundering, and basically there's no media coverage about it whatsoever. We got the majority of the Democrat voters getting their news from places like MSNBC, CBS, ABC, CNN, NBC, and 
they never even think of watching something a little bit different, like maybe Newsmax or maybe getting information from a you know right side podcast. So it's left to people like you and I right now. This is this is very dangerous time for America. Very, our, our border is non-existent. Illegals are flooding our country, and it's costing us untold billions of dollars. I mean, where's it going to end? Speaking of endings, are America's days as the world leader, are they numbered? You know, the United Arab Emirates has decided to no longer use U.S. dollars for oil. That's right. Maybe you didn't hear of it, but this has already happened. Just two days before they hosted a recent meeting, they told the world that they're no longer going to be using U.S. dollars for oil going forward. United Arab Emirates, who is now part of the BRICS um, membership, and a significant part of OPEC, okay, UAE, I mean, they're a large percentage of OPEC. And they are also the seventh largest producer of oil in the world. They're not going to take U.S. dollars anymore. Don't tell me that that's not going to have a negative effect on our economy, because it will. But it doesn't end there, friends. Unfortunately, it gets worse. The day after the summit um, ended in Dubai, Putin, who hasn't left um, his country um, in over two years, um, he flew from his country to the Emirates, flanked by four MiG jet fighters. And what do you think he had to say to them when he was there? I don't know, because nobody knows. But you can bet it wasn't good for America. Because when he left there, he goes right from there to Saudi Arabia. And OPEC announces a 2 million barrel a day decrease in oil production after Putin leaves. You remember last year, maybe, when Biden tried begging OPEC to increase production, what did they do? I know what they did, and so do you. They basically told them to pound sand, get out of here. Listen, they didn't say that to Putin. So right now, things are accelerating at a very serious pace. And more and more countries are uniting together, if you will, listen, against America. And this is how they're doing it. As of January 1st, Brazil, Russia, China, uh, and South Africa are being joined by Ethiopia, Egypt, Iran, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, now making 10 countries a part of the BRICS movement. And because of the weakness of Biden and his entire administration, there are 20 other countries who have formally applied to be a part of BRICS. That's right. Afghanistan, Algeria, um, Bangladesh, Bolivia, Cuba, Ecuador, Indonesia, Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Nicaragua, Nigeria, Pakistan, Senegal, Sri Lanka, Sudan, Thailand, Turkey, Uruguay, Uzbekistan, and Venezuela. In every single case, listen carefully, every single one of these countries have one thing in common. 
They are very, very rich in natural resources and rare earth metals. <laughs> Do you think that's going to be important in the coming days? You better believe it. The world is going to need those commodities moving forward. Now, in addition to that, most of these countries also have one other thing in common. And that is most of them are choke points in terms of shipping lanes. So if all of these countries sign up to be a part of the BRICS movement, and like I said, many have already formally applied, these countries will now control the Red Sea and the Straits of Hormuz the two most vital shipping lanes in the entire world. That, my friends, should be scary. And it's very detrimental to the welfare of the United States. But yet it's not over yet. Another 20 countries have informally, informally expressed interest, including Mexico. So potentially, we have another 40 countries that have become a part of this BRICS alliance. All happening, get this, by October of this year, 2024, right before the election. Don't tell me this isn't purposeful. They are counting on something. What do you think they're counting on? They're counting on the left to steal another election, my friends. And BRICS is the type of organization where all the leaders get an opportunity to share power over time. So in other words, each year, there's going to be a new president. So let me ask you this. What happens when Russia or China or Iran get to be president. Especially now when we're dependent on foreign oil and foreign resources and commodities. We think prices are high now. Folks, we have no idea, no clue what the left has planned for us. That's why it's so important this coming election. <laughs> but wait, we could be on a spiral to a global recession. Maybe even a global war. That's right. Think about it. Possibly a global reception, a re recession or a global war? I can tell you this because the World Bank has recently warned of a coming global recession. And they don't do things like that lightly. They said that the uh, global growth, <laughs> that's a tongue twister, um, is slowing sharply. Worldwide economic output is project, projected to be just 1.7%. So all the economists globally are warning that we should expect a global downturn pushing global economies into a recession. And they're expecting the United States, basically, to have one of the lowest levels um, as far as growth is concerned in our most recent history. So this is an extremely weak position to be in as a country, especially a country who's supposed to be leading the world. So the question is, is there going to be a global recession or are we going to be in a war? Because where is all this leading to? Recently, the Pentagon sent two of our Navy's most powerful warships to the Mediterranean. Now, 12,000 troops to the region in order to prevent a possible incursion. Yeah, right. War, you mean. But their plan is not working. We got Syria launched rocket attacks against Israel. Uh, we got the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah. They've already exchanged fire with 
Who do you think? <laughs> Israel? The Iranian president recently said this. This just blows my mind that we allowed this guy to talk like this. He said, the time was running out to reach a political solution to the Israeli-Gaza conflict. And he warned of the possibility of expanding the scope of the war to other fronts. That's serious, my friends. He warned this, quote, If Israel does not stop this offense against Hamas, quote, it will trigger a huge earthquake. Now, he ain't talking about like ground shaking. He's talking about something else. You don't have to be a genius to see that all of this is leading to a direct conflict between Israel and Iran. And guess what happens if that comes about? What's the United States going to have to do? Putin just recently met with leaders in Beijing. <laughs> Why would he be leading with leaders in Beijing to coordinate their next move? So what did China do after that meeting? <laughs> they sent warships to the Middle East. Russia, China, North Korea, Turkey, Pakistan, Afghanistan, the Arab world, and all their allies will stand against Israel and stand with Hamas. Why? Because we know that's their stand. That's what they do. They stand with Hezbollah, the Palestinians, and Iran. But the biggest risk, I think, to America is not nuclear war. I'm, I'm not afraid of nuclear war. I don't believe we're going to see a nuclear war because everyone knows that if they use nuclear bombs, um, it's going to be the end of humanity. We've got enough nukes to destroy the world 100 times over. So I don't believe that is really what we need to be afraid of. The biggest risk is the financial collapse of the United States. In other words, a collapse of our purchasing power, a collapse of our dollar. And that's where all this leads. And that's why those countries are joining BRICS. See, if the money in our wallet, in our checking account, savings account, retirement account, and all that, if that money becomes so depreciated, um, basically it's virtually worthless. What are you and I going to do? Now, look, I know we've been hearing about this um, for years. We've heard economists warning about the dire possibilities of the U.S. dollar being, you know, um, devalued, if you will. And that eventually the dollar is going to crash. But here's what happened, okay? Our government has not controlled its debt. See, before, we didn't have to worry about it as much. And I'm going to explain to you why. See, things are about to change drastically. Because this time, it's not just about how much debt we have. There's something much more troubling happening behind the scenes. And what's happening behind the scenes is the interest rate. See, in, in fact, I recently looked at some very critical information. And this information is issued by the U.S. Treasury Department. Right now, right now, as we're speaking, there is an unprecedented event happening in Washington, D.C. And this event, I believe, can help trigger the um, devaluation of the U.S. dollar, possibly even the collapse of the U.S. dollar. Now, listen carefully to what I'm about to say. This is extremely important that you understand this clearly. Here, here it is. Early in 22, 
when the U.S. government froze all the dollar reserves of Russia's central bank. You might remember they did that. And we did it in retaliation to the Ukraine war. These were U.S. dollars, okay? But they were owned by the Russian central bank and the Russian people. But our government had the ability to freeze those U.S. dollars because they were held in U.S. dollars, okay? Think about this for a second. They can use that same power to freeze U.S. dollars against us, we the people. If they could use it against another government, why couldn't they freeze U.S. dollars of American people? They can. This, this is something that, see, we don't, we don't see as a possibility because we think, well, now they'll never do that against our own people. My friends, January 6th happened, and that was all planned against their own people. We have our people locked up in jail without even a hearing, without, without bail. So many countries right now are afraid. And they're afraid because they know of the weakness of this old man sitting in the White House. That's why 19 countries have already announced their plans to dump the U.S. dollar and join BRICS. This is unprecedented. Never in the history of the United States have we seen this happen. All of these countries are going to be trading in their currencies and in, guess which currency they're going to be using most? Huh? Huh? Come on. Chinese money. Yeah. The yuan. That's right. China's currency. Now, I, now I'm not talking about small little countries in the middle of nowhere. I, I'm not talking about some obscure country. I am talking about some of the largest countries in the world like Russia, China, India, Two of the biggest economies in South America, Brazil and Argentina, Saudi Arabia, largest producer of oil, and even France. These are all going to be using anything but the United States dollar going forward. So this is what's called de-dollarization, de-dollarization. And it's a trend that is not going to slow down. And if Biden is re-elected to office, we are in serious trouble because it will accelerate at warp speed in order to bring them closer and closer to their global plans. Right now, we've got countries around the world losing trust in the U.S. dollar. And I can't really blame them. I want you to take a look at this. This is significant. Look at What you're looking at on your screen is a picture of the US dollar debt and how it has gone up. We are now at $33 trillion. That's bigger than the size of our entire economy. Think about it. Now from 2008 until 2021, this out of control debt wasn't a very big problem because interest rates were near zero. But recently, since 20, late 2022, early 23, Biden and his administration, interest rates have skyrocketed. And they are now at the highest level in the past 20 years. As a result, 
our expenses have increased dramatically because we have to pay interest on the debt. Look at this next chart. So you could see from that, the problem is just not the amount of debt that we have, but the big problem is the interest payments that we must make on the debt. As a result of this, America is in a very dangerous position. Soon, we could be spending more than half, more than half of our total gross income in the United States just on interest payments. If you don't think that's a big deal, folks, it is. Can you see why everyone is losing trust in the U.S. dollar? We're basically bankrupt. And you might already know this, but the U.S. dollar is not backed by anything anymore. It's not backed by gold. It's not backed by silver. It, it, it says if you turn over a dollar bill or 100 or 20, 50, whatever, that it, it, it's basically a note. It, it's backed by the good faith of the U.S. government, the U.S. Treasury. So, my friends, Biden is a laughing stock throughout the world. America's in serious trouble. They don't want to use our dollars. The China... Chinese media is predicting a catastrophe. And normally I wouldn't pay attention to Chinese media, but China is one of the largest holders of U.S. debt. Now add that on top of a possible world war or multiple incursions in the Middle East and in Europe. The result is going to be catastrophic, my friends. Catastrophic to the United States, to you and I, to our pocketbooks, to our way of life. Congress has already approved another $113 billion in aid to Ukraine, plus $100 million to Israel, which I believe we need to do. Then we can also possibly get into a war with China because we know that they're going, they're at least on course to take back Taiwan. Recent elections there in Taiwan didn't go the way China wanted them to go. This is going to be a huge problem. And that's going to cost us even more money. Xi Jinping says... He's prepared for war. He's prepared to do whatever is necessary if we tried to stop him taking back Taiwan. That's serious. That's a statement that the media should be covering on a regular basis, but they're not. It's kind of like a ticking time bomb. Tick, 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 tock. And America? <laughs> We're on the path of repeating history following in the footsteps of the Roman Empire. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the Roman Empire. Rome, they kept devaluing their currency until finally the empire totally collapsed. All of the most powerful empires, every single one of the most powerful empires in the last 500 years followed in that same script. Dutch, British, Japanese, Russian, Ottoman empires, all of them thought they were invincible. All of them thought that there was no limit to the amount of money that they could print. And my friends, that's exactly where America is heading. We're literally watching before our very eyes, the end of America is unfolding. Now, if the government wanted to solve this crisis, they could very easily do that. We could do that by controlling our spending. We could do that. We could stop spending. Oh, that's right. Yeah, government stops spending. What, I must be crazy to even think that that's a possibility. Government gets bigger. 
You know my phrase, the cookie monster. The more it gets, the more it wants. The truth is, the United States cannot go bankrupt. And they can't go bankrupt because of this one thing. We own printing presses. And they could print more money. Oh, they have a fancy name for it, quantitative easing. But basically it means they could just keep printing more money to get themselves out of trouble. And we know how to do it. We're very good at printing money. And that is exactly what's going to happen. They're going to have to print more money to get us out of debt. Now, let me go back to, I told you what was happening. This month already started in Washington, D.C. From 2008 till 2021, interest rates were close to zero. Like I said, we almost paid nothing in interest. So it really didn't matter too much. There were bonds. And as the bonds matured, we were able to pay the interest on it. It was no problem. Right now, those bonds have to be exchanged for new bonds. It's called rollover. That's the name for it on Wall Street. They have to roll over the debt. So in the coming days, started already in early January, in the coming days through February and March in the first quarter of this year, the government will have to raise more money to fund its operations. And it will do so by issuing new bonds. On your screen right now is a picture from Treasury Department of the tentative dates for each bond auction. Um, who's going to be buying these bonds? See, here's the problem. They have to have buyers willing to buy the bonds. But China recently announced it has cut its treasury holdings to a 14-year low. And all of the BRICS countries have dumped $123 billion in U.S. treasuries. And if that wasn't enough, Saudi Arabia, after meeting with Putin, okay, not only did they agree to decrease production of oil, but they cut the U.S. Treasury holdings, their Treasury holdings, to a six-year low. Do you think they're actually going to buy more of our debt? <laughs> no, they're not going to buy more debt. They're running away from it. And this is all part of the de-dollarization trend happening right now, ever since Biden took office. In just the past few weeks, Beijing sold 10% of its entire U.S. treasuries. Over the past year, Japan dumped $116 billion. Ireland, $44 billion they dumped. Brazil, $8.6 billion. Singapore, almost $5 billion. So the U.S. government recently issued new bonds. And guess what? They did not have enough buyers. Barron's News wrote about it. Don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from Barron's News. Demand for U.S. government bonds is sinking. For that reason, in the coming weeks, I believe the Treasury won't find enough buyers because everyone is losing trust in the U.S. dollar, end quote. That's a serious quote from Barron's. They're talking about a head financial newspaper here. My friends, when this happens and the Federal Reserve is stuck in a position that the only alternative is to print more money. They will print more money. And I'm not the only one saying this. Believe me, people on Wall Street everywhere are saying the same thing. But this next round of money printing is going to be the last nail in the coffin of the United States. Our finances. We're going under, folks. We need to get control quickly. I pray... I pray this can last 
until the 24 election and pray that Trump gets back in office. I don't know. But it's time to be prepared, you and I. Gold, silver, food, water, oil, um, energy, housing. Uh, these are things maybe you can invest in. Because I don't know what else is going to be worth anything. If you're younger, maybe you could take chances on other things. But let me tell you something right now. You've got to have something that you could fall back on. And don't doubt me on this, folks. Should Trump continue on the course that he's on, and it looks like he's going to get back into office, the left is going to pull out every stop, and hell is going to be unleashed on America. I know, sounds crazy. Mike, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Friends, mark my words. The left will not go down without a fight because we're not dealing with people here. We're dealing with evil. Absolute, pure, unadulterated evil. These are evil entities that are controlling these people because they've lost their mind. They're not even thinking rationally. That's how you know it's evil. And evil knows their time is short. So they're no longer like quietly doing things behind the scenes. They're now open, brazenly talking about whatever they want to talk about. See, the enemy, I call him the devil. Maybe you don't believe in him. I, I don't know. But the, the devil is the prince of the power of the air. <laughs> why do you think the media has so much control? That's why. He's the prince of the power of the air. He controls the media. And whoever controls the media controls the minds and the will of people. That's why we need to be awakened to the truth. It's time to be ready. It's time to be prepared. And for the sake of America and for your family and mine, Tell everyone to vote in the coming elections. This is going to be, I believe, with all my heart, our last opportunity for a temporary reprieve. One last chance to allow truth, justice, and the American way to prevail, not just in America, but even around the world. Friends, in the midst of all of this, I got peace. I, I do. I know I get, you see me, I get a little emotional. I get carried away. I can't help it because I, I do love this country that much. But I have peace because 41 years ago, I turned my life over to God. I gave my life to Jesus, the Savior of the world. I believe in him. As much as I love Trump, he's not my Savior. He's not your Savior. He's not America's Savior. But I do believe that God has raised him up for a time such as this. <laughs> Speaking of time, isn't it time for Trump to pick his vice president pick? Isn't it? You heard me earlier. Uh, I used a quote from a strong governor. And what was said was, I was shocked at how quickly people gave up their freedoms. Politicians closed churches so people willingly gave up religion, their religion. Politicians said you couldn't gather in groups so people willingly gave up their freedom of assembly. Politicians worked with social media companies to stifle dissent and people willingly gave up their freedom of speech. <laughs> what a speech! What a woman! What a governor. She'd make a great vice presidential pick. That's my opinion. I don't know what Trump is going to do. I have no idea. But I think she'd be the best pick ever. Tell me your choice, why don't you? Speaking of choice, thanks for choosing to watch this show. Listen to what we have to say. Please subscribe. Pass the word to your family and your friends. This is Mike Kahlo for Exposed, the Kalo podcast. God bless you, my friends. And God bless this great country of America.